Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, I will be doing my Week 10 Player Spotlight, and this week it's on Bob Pettit, the league's first MVP. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, it's time for your Week 10 Player Spotlight. And we're going to spotlight this week Bob Pettit, the league's first MVP. Um, Born Robert E. Lee Pettit Jr. He was born in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And this was, uh, he was born on the date of December 12th, 1932. So, he just passed um, the age of 89 and still with us, thankfully. So, he was a power forward slash center. He did some time in center. I'll talk about that. He was 6'9", 205 pounds, which, uh, yeah, he was pretty uh, gang- gangly. Uh, to use a old term. Uh, the son of a county sheriff who comes from very modest upbringing. So um, he attended Baton Rouge High School. He was cut from the team uh, actually twice. He was cut from his varsity team twice. Once as a freshman, once as a sophomore. He was very clumsy, very, you know, um, kind of awkward a little bit as far as, you know, um, athletic prowess. So, uh, what his dad did for him was he built him a hoop set and put it in their backyard so that he can, uh, practice his shooting. So, so, um, so at the time, Bob was now 6'4", and he tried out again for his uh, varsity team as a junior. But this time he made the cut. Thankfully, all thanks due to a uh, practice regime that he's put in place. So, um, yeah, so uh, much better showing for him, for Bob Pettit, that is, so. And then as a junior, he made the all-city prep team as a junior. And then as a senior, he went on to lead his high school to their first state title. And, uh, well, the state's, um, the first state's title in 20 years. So, uh, big accomplishment there. And, of course, he's the pride and joy of Louisiana in doing so. He received scholarship offers from up to about 14 different universities. but And it was wide ranging all over the country. But he chose to stay close to home by attending LSU for four seasons. So, um, And then in those four seasons with LSU, of course, back in those days... You couldn't be on the varsity team as a freshman, so he was in the junior varsity uh, freshman year, 
And then once he became a sophomore, he's on to the varsity team. So anyhow, so he had a stellar career at LSU uh, with a 27.4 points per game average as well as 14.6 rebounds um, as the team had a 59 and 15 record uh, while he was there. Um, he was a three-time All-SEC player and the only only the second 30-plus uh, points per game scorer in college history, actually. It happened in the same year, to be honest. So, um, uh, the other guy who did it, Frank Sel- Selvey, uh, who went to uh, Furman University, where he averaged 41.7 points per game as a shooting guard. So, uh, anyhow, he... W- uh, Bob was a two-time All-American there, and he became the first LSU Tiger to have his jersey retired in any sport. So, uh, pretty good accomplishment there. And obviously, he's in their uh, Hall of Fame uh, for LSU uh, for the university there. So, uh, so in any event. 1954, he he's in the NBA draft now, and he was drafted second overall uh, by the Milwaukee Hawks at the time. The number one pick, Frank Selvey, obviously. So, um, and he was drafted by Baltimore. So, in any event, uh, and. Bob Pettit, again, of modest means, had only $100 in the bank at the time. But the owner for the Hawks, man by the name of Ben Kerner, gave the young man a $11,000 contract. Back in those the 50s there, that was big money. So, um, so... Bob Pettit getting uh getting his palms greased there a little bit. Anyhow, so coming into the league, he established himself early as a big man who doesn't have to play with his back to the basket. So um, kind of revolutionized the uh, big man position in that regard. So, uh, and the thing was too. Um, Many people, scouts and alike, um, didn't didn't think he would be able to hold up in the amongst the centers in the NBA and the big men, uh, because you know he was six nine and only two hundred and five pounds. So you know that's not a solid amount of weight there. So uh, thought he would get beat up, but nonetheless, in his rookie season, he won Rookie of the Year. And he actually made All-NBA uh, first team in his first season in the NBA by averaging 20.4 points per game along with 11.8 rebounds. And he made the All-Star team as a rookie as well. So uh, so 
career, obviously off to a fine start. After his rookie campaign, Bob, the the owner at the time, Ben Kerner, moved his team from Milwaukee to St. Louis. Now, they are the St. Louis Hawks. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the team moves to St. Louis, and in their inaugural season in St. Louis, what does Pop Bob Pettit do? He leads the league in scoring. <coughs> no, I'm sorry. Uh, he actually did that after his sophomore year in um, in the NBA. So it was his third year that he leads the league in scoring. And also averaged 16.2 rebounds per game, and that and that year was the inaugural year of the MVP awards. So, who was the first to get it? Bob Pettit. So, um, and he also <laughs> that same year got All Star MVP. So, uh, Bob Pettit's off off and running right now. So. And then after winning league MVP, uh, the St. St. Louis Hawks had a major overhaul in the offseason. They traded, actually traded the draft rights to Bill Russell and traded that to Boston, obviously, in exchange for Ed McCauley and then a rookie by the name of Cliff Hagen. Also, they added... Um, as the season went on, uh, Slater Martin and Alex Hannum. Um, and ironically, Alex Hannum was signed on as a player, but he would become a player coach for that team. In any event, Bob Pettit's 1956-57 season, uh, the team finished 34-38. and 38. Um, that year, he averaged 24.7 points per game, 14.6 rebounds. Uh, so they finished 34 and 38, but got all the way to the finals, only to lose to Boston in a grueling seven-game series. So uh, Bob Pettit getting his first real taste of playoffs here. Uh and they get on a surprising run, only to fall to the Celtics in a game seven. So that following year, um, what happens is Alex Hannum now becomes the full-time coach. So he retires as a player and becomes a coach. So, so in that season, Pettit's, um, and that was the thing, the season prior to that they went through about three coaches his initial coach coming into the NBA was Red Holzman Red Holzman started him at power forward then moved him to center and so he played center for a while um, but Alex Hannum said look we're going to put you at power forward and that's where you're going to be so um and it seems that he flourished more as a power forward, more so than uh, center. So, um, so 
with that said, uh, the team would end up finishing that 1957-58 season with a 41-31 and record as Pettit has 24.6 points per game, 17.4 rebounds per game. Uh, and then that off that postseason, rather, uh, his Hawks team defeated both Detroit and the mighty Celtics to win their first NBA championship. So, and uh, most notably, since it just recently happened, uh, Bob Pettit in the deciding game six. In that uh, series with Boston, he scored 50 points and grabbed 19 rebounds in that game to clinch the title. Uh, the only other player to have a 50-point game and a a game-clinching uh, win, that would be a man by the name of Giannis Antetokounmpo, who did that just recently this past uh, playoffs where he dropped uh, 50 points with the 14 rebounds and uh and the deciding win over the Phoenix Suns and that was in a game six so um so Giannis and rarefied air with the likes of a Bob Pettit so anyhow so um uh, so Bob Pettit gets his ring um the St. Louis teams that followed their title run, well, they they followed that with three more seasons where they finished at the top of the conference but couldn't capture that second title. In fact, in 1958-59, his 29.2 points per game led the league and was, the, at that time, the highest point um scoring average um uh, ever in that league so um so he had it for a hot minute until will chamberlain got a hold of it and obliterated it so in any event so um so that netted him league mvp once again so now he's won it twice uh in 1960-61 uh, he became one of five players who averaged 20 point, 20 plus rebounds per game in a season and one of three players to average over 20 points and 20 rebounds in a season. Of course, the other one being uh, Wilt Chamberlain, obviously. So... Um, and then that following season, whew, this guy, man, whew, he finished with 31.1 points, so a little over 31 points per game, but that only put him in third place. Remember, that was the magical 1980, no, 1961-62 season where just the, all the numbers were bonkers that year. Uh, so his 31.1 points per game was third in the league. And then his 18.7 rebounds per game was fourth. Um, 
even with all those gaudy numbers he had there that season, they finished fourth in the division at 29-51. and 51. And then actually in that same season, uh, the owner of the team, Bob Kerner, turned to Pettit to coach the last six games. So, so he got a taste of coaching a little bit for six games. Then following after that season, Bob Kerner then hires Harry the Horse Gatlin, formerly of the New York Knicks, as their coach. And he would coach uh, Bob Pettit for his last three seasons in the NBA, two of which led to the playoffs. But again, he couldn't reach the finals, um, losing to the Lakers one year and then the, uh, another year he lost to the San Francisco Warriors. So, so in Bob Pettit's final season in the NBA, that was riddled with knee issues, which left him to play only 50 games. And in that uh, 50 game campaign this last season, he did average 22.5 points per game and 12.4 rebounds so Bob Pettit the model of consistency here guys um, he retired from the game at the age of 32 after that 1964-65 season and he finished it actually to go into banking he went into banking following his um, his retirement so Stayed in banking for 23 seasons. Well, no, well, I'm talking about seasons. He stayed in banking for 23 years, and then he became a financial consultant. That he started doing in 1988, and he retired from that in 2006. So, um, and in that time, he started a company called Equitus Capital Investors of which he was the co-founder of so and that's the consulting firm so um so let's talk about on the on the court he finished with 20,880 points at that time which was a 26.4 points per game average and then he finished uh with 12,849 rebounds leading to a 16.2 rebounds per game average. And at the time of his retirement, he was number one in points ever. And he was number two in rebounds. So um, Bob Pettit in his 11th season, he only played 11 seasons, guys. In his 11 seasons in the NBA, he never averaged under 20 points per game or 12 rebounds per game. Incredible. It, sometimes you'll see kind of a slack slack off with a guy. Not Bob Pettit. This guy was the model of consistency. So with that said, let's look at all his accolades. 11-time All-Star. 11-time All-NBA. And get this, 10 of those years 
as a first team Hall of Famer. Wow. Uh, two time MVP. I've mentioned that. Four times he won the um, All Star MVP. Four times. Wow. A two time scoring champ. One time rebounding champ. Uh, of course, he won a, a league tie. Um, NBA championship and he won rookie of the year coming in. So all the awards you can amass of Bob Pettit didn't been there, done that. He was inducted into the hall of fame in 1970, the basketball hall of fame. So um, Bob Pettit was also named to the 25th anniversary team, the 35th anniversary team, the 50th anniversary team, and then just recently, the 75th anniversary team. Bob Pettit, a name you don't hear a lot, but one of the great power forwards to ever play our game. Um, I understand we talk about uh, Tim Duncan. We talk about Carl Malone, obviously. We talk about Kevin Garnett. We talk about Charles Barkley. Well, even nowadays, we talk about uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. This guy, to me, was probably a less efficient like Antetokounmpo. Um, definitely more for present on the boards than Antetokounmpo, that's for sure. Uh, with that career average of 16.2 re- rebounds. So, so my... Comparison to today's player, probably Giannis. That that's probably the closest comparison I see in his game. But um, again, Giannis probably a bit more efficient from the field than Bob Pettit was. Um, Anta Tacumpo, I would say they're probably about the same in terms of rebounding. Uh, as far as that goes, because each guy leads his team in both regardless. So uh, that's probably that's probably the app comparison. Um, they don't they didn't have the defensive numbers, so I'm not sure in terms of his defense, uh, whether he's getting blocks and steals and so forth. So um, but yeah, so we'll go with that comparison. All right, guys. So Bob Pettit, we salute you. We thank you for what you brought to the game, and um, and you know I, I just enjoy giving these spotlights because we give shine to guys that we kind of forget about, but these guys are part of what makes the NBA what it is today. So, all right, guys. So I'm going to cut it off there. All right. So again, I thank you all for taking the time to listen and. Hey, listen, uh, be careful, be safe, and enjoy your new year. And let's see what 2022 has to bring us. So we will talk then. So, my peeps, if you enjoy what you're listening to, you can follow me on my Facebook page, GD That Sports Dude. You also can follow me on Instagram and TikTok, at GD That Sports Dude. And also on Twitter, you can find me at GD That Sport Dude. 
Also, you could email me at that sports dude gd at gmail.com. You can also support me through my Zelle at that same email address. And also on anchor.fm slash gd that sports dude. You can hit the support button there to contribute to this podcast and also like me there as well. And again, I thank you for listening to this content.